Hello, this is Katie, and you're listening to episode 25 of Teach On, Teach Strong. This is a podcast all about giving you tips on mindset reset to help us as teachers with our personal development. So today's episode is the very last one of 2017. I know, I know. Um, And what we're going to do today is talk about how we can stop stressing and worrying by learning how to switch off our teacher brains. Okay, now this is important to do obviously during the holidays, but it's also really crucial for when we go back next year and we need to switch off at the end of just the day to get through. So being a teacher is a unique thing. We get extremely emotionally invested in our jobs and we literally give all of ourselves to be the best teacher we can be. Now, this is amazing for so many reasons, but unfortunately, there is a downside to this. And that is that we can really struggle to switch off our teacher brains. So that means that we continue to worry and feel stressed, even when we're not at work. And we never actually can get any emotional downtime to recuperate. And it's really important that we do take this time to switch off so that we can not only be well-balanced and content individuals, but it also enables us to be better teachers too. We can be so tempted to use our evenings, weekends or holidays as an opportunity to catch up with all the things that we want to do for school. But what I found is that when we do that, we're actually just robbing ourselves of our own well-being, our chance to rest and actually enjoy our lives by pursuing you know, personal interests and hobbies. There's a shocker. But if there's one thing I've learned over my 12-year career, is that our work will never be done. So even if you worked all the free hours you had, it still would never be enough as tomorrow is always going to bring more. So really then, what's the point? (laughs) I'm not saying to do the bare minimum, of course, but I am saying you need to take time to switch off. Now, for the past few years, my personal strategy has been uh, to work like crazy when I'm at school. And that usually means I do work through my breaks, which, yeah, that's a little controversial for some, but... I do that in exchange for having more time to myself in the evenings and during my holidays. And it does work for me. So, okay, what happens to us and why are we not able to switch off very easily? Well, as teachers, we are constantly on the go. We are making thousands of decisions every day. We are responsible for so many people, mountains of paperwork and endless to-do lists to get through. We're having to deal with our students' emotions, their academic progress, their personal lives, which is all resulting in compassion fatigue, and we worry about our students long after the bell goes at the end of the day. And this is what results in feelings of stress. And all stress is really just feelings of worry and overwhelm with having to cope with all the things that we need and want to do. It's very common, and because we're so emotionally invested as teachers, it's not good for us in the long term. We need to learn to switch off and put ourselves first too. So how do we do this then? Well, we need to learn how to control our internal dialogue as this is where our worries come from. I say this often and it's one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast in the first place because no one ever teaches us about this or how to do this, not as children or as adults. Yet it's fundamental to our well-being and success. We have to learn how to control our minds as mindset affects success and happiness. 
if we're not careful, we can have a negative experience at school only to come home and then, you know, relive it over and over again in our heads, meaning that we never wind down or switch off as we have constant feelings of stress, which is just not good for our minds or our bodies. Okay, so how do we switch off then? I know I hear you, I hear you. Look, it's not easy. Otherwise, you know, none of us would have a problem with it. But it is simple. And there's a difference between simple and easy. Okay. And what it comes down to is winding down first. You can't just switch off. You have to wind down first. So imagine you're driving a car all day at, you know, 70 miles an hour, full speed, go, 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 just as we do as teachers. Right now, imagine trying to come to a complete stop, switch off the car. What would happen? Yeah, I don't even want to know the disaster that would happen. And this is where the term switching off actually throws us because technically, it's not that easy to just switch off, right? We need to wind down first and that's the key. So what we need to do is develop an unwinding ritual at the end of your day to train your mind to slow down. I personally like to use the last hour or so after the students leave to do certain tasks that help my brain wind down, but still, you know, reasonably productive. So for example, I might start doing some tidying up or some organizing or writing a to-do list for the next day or some photocopying, you know, nothing too intense or strenuous. You know, I wouldn't suggest you choose the wind down time to write an email to a difficult parent. Um, The idea is that you're trying to train your brain to actually anticipate winding down. So you need to be consistent with this ritual as well, whatever it is that you choose to do and whenever you choose to do it. Okay, so next step, what kind of ritual do you want to have once you start to wind down? So after winding down at school, think about your journey home. What can you do to help you relax there? Maybe listen to some music. Do you want to get into the habit of having a nice relaxing shower as soon as you get home to help signal to your brain that you're done for the day? As it turns out, what we do away from our school is critical for our well-being, health and the quality of our work too. And there have been surveys actually that claim that those who value leisure time and actually schedule activities that they enjoy much more mentally able to detach from work, which I can believe. <laughs> the less connected your leisure activities are to teaching, the greater effects on you know your workplace performance. So try to do something unrelated to teaching as part of your wind down ritual. Now, before I go on, I can already hear you screaming at me that you can't do this job without some grading or lesson planning at home. Ah, I get it. Look, we all have different routines. Some of us need to rush home to pick up the kids so we can't stay late after school, while others prefer to stay late at school and get all the jobs done then. Of course, do whatever works best for you. But the key is that you're winding down in the evenings so you can actually get a restful night's sleep without all the stressing and worrying about school. Now, that might mean that your wind down ritual starts later in the evening once the kids are in bed, for example. Look at your own routine and work out how you can create a wind down ritual that's going to work best for you. Okay. Right. So the next important thing to note is that you need to actually plan your leisure time just as you would your work time. If you don't structure free time and learn to control your mind, your brain is going to quickly jump back to thinking about school. And how many times do you find yourself doing that? I don't know about you, but when I'm ever in conversations with uh, non-teacher friends, if there is a silence at any point, 
I'll probably fill it with school talk. <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of natural. Your brain just goes there because, like I said right at the beginning, we are very emotionally invested and it means so much to us and we're passionate about it. And that's amazing and that's good. We should be like that. But we have to learn to control that because there are times we need to switch off. So plan your leisure. Are you going to plan time to cook a meal, read a book, work out, go for a walk, etc.? If it's in the diary, it's more likely to happen. So let's quickly run over everything that I've said so far, because there was quite a lot in there. Right, so first and foremost, we have to learn to switch off our teacher brains. And the way we do that is by winding down first. Okay, so we need to come up with a ritual to help us wind down. So look at your routine and work out when is a good time for you to start winding down. You need to come up with a leisure activity that's not related to teaching that will help you to switch off and you need to make sure that is planned in the diary to ensure it happens. Okay, your routine needs to be consistent and soon your brain will actually start anticipating its wind down time and will actually start to do it automatically. Okay, so that's almost it for today's episode. Before I wrap up with some final thoughts at the end, I just want to do my usual and say thank you for listening. And I really do hope you're finding value in these episodes so far. If you are and you are enjoying it, I'd love to know what you think. Um, so please do share this podcast with a teacher friend who you think would also benefit. And we can then grow our community and help more teachers with our personal development, which is if not more important actually than professional development. So I'm trying to get this movement started so that we can actually look after our not just our well-being, but our mental toughness too, to help us teaching on and teaching strong. Okay. So you can get in contact with me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com or you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at teachersresourceforce there too. Sum up time then. Teaching... Oh, it really is a work of heart <laughs> and if we're not careful we can give all of ourselves and leave nothing left for us which really isn't going to do anyone any good at all. Just as we need sleep to function we also need strategies to replace our mental and emotional burnt up resources that we use up at school and if we don't replenish them we are just on a long slippery slope to you know chronic stress and exhaustion which is not going to do us or our students any good. We need to have a planned wind down ritual in place to help us eventually switch off for the day. And it needs to be a healthy ritual. I better put that in there too. I see so many internet memes about teachers guzzling down a glass of wine after a long stressful day. And while I totally see the humour, don't get me wrong, I, I understand why it's funny. But on the other hand, I do think it's sending a quite a negative message. We don't really need to numb ourselves with alcohol or chocolate to cope with being a teacher. Okay, that helps in the short term, yes, but it definitely doesn't help in the long term for long term mood enhancement, nor is it good for the waistline. <laughs> so instead, on a serious note, try to, um, try to select leisure activities that are healthy, that make you feel great, and most importantly, are not teaching related. <laughs> so alongside your goals for 2018, I urge you to also consider introducing a wind down ritual that's going to help you put you first, enable your mind to relax and eventually switch off from teaching. Okay, you need to take charge of your mood. You can't do much about the workday, you know, which inevitably is going to be stressful as a teacher. 
I'm not going to lie to you, you know how it is. Uh, But you can control your mindset and thus you can control your overall success and happiness with mindset. It's that powerful and that's why I'm so passionate about it and I really want the best for you, okay? So that's everything for today. I hope it's been helpful. Do continue to teach on Teach Strong, wind down and switch off too and I'll catch you next time. Bye.